even if it costs you everything, if it's for Jesus, you do it. You do your best for Him. He gave His all for you. Second Samuel 24, verse 24. It was David who said, I, I refuse, and I'm using my own words, to offer a sacrifice to the Lord or offer something that cost me nothing. What have you been offering to the Lord thus far? What have you been giving to the Lord thus far? We do not live by convenience, brothers and sisters. We live by conviction. Remember that. It's by conviction. It was inconvenient for her to do it. And she certainly would have anticipated the humiliation which lay ahead. But she continued anyway. Mary broke the alabaster box so she could not use it for anything else. Mary broke the alabaster box so that it could stand as a memory and memorial of God's faithfulness. Had she only taken the lid off, it could have been used for something else. Or she might have been tempted not to pour out all of the perfume. In her breaking the jar, she made a complete sacrifice. Jesus' body, can you remember, was broken on the cross so that he might save the world. He was humiliated, mocked, despised by many. He took our sin upon himself in order to save the world. She gave a most costly possession to Jesus Christ. Many Christians keep back the costly things. I don't know what it is you're holding back on this morning. Half of the pure nard would not have been sufficient for Jesus. A half held back of it would not have been enough. Would not have been enough. It would have spoiled the gift. Should we give half a heart to Christ this morning? Should we give half of our attention to Christ this morning? Our commitment to Him this morning? Should we give half of our wills to Christ this morning? Lord, my will, half of it, and your will, the other half. Can we do that with Christ? Does it work, brothers and sisters? We either give all or we give nothing. Have you given all or have you given nothing to Him thus far? He demands all of you. He desires all of you and I here this morning. There are many boxes we must break with. You know, some people call this alabaster jar a box. But I want to say that there are many boxes we must break with. Sometimes in our boxes there are emotions that we need to break with. Sometimes in our boxes there. And we box ourselves in. You know, we allow these things to box us in. Whatever it is. There are many boxes sometimes that we must break with. Whatever is in your box, surrender it to the Lord today. Breaking that jar was her way of breaking with the past. What is it that you and I need to break with this morning? No more masking. In other words, no more play acting. No more pretending. No more secrets. No more shame. 
she walked out of the dark shadow of despair into the light of the world. See, there comes a moment when you must fall full weight on the grace of the Lord. In other words, the full weight of who you are, all your failures, all your weaknesses, all your pain, you, you bring it all to the Lord and you say, Lord, well, with all the weight that I am carrying, the burdens that I'm carrying, I'm falling on your grace that is sufficient for me today. Comes a time when we've got to do that. Won't you do that this morning? Fall full weight on the grace of the Lord. But then secondly, as we look at this gift of this woman, the gift, first of all, she brought was unreserved. The gift she broke was unimaginable. Verses 3b to 5. When Mary broke the alabaster box and poured it on Jesus, the house, we are told, was filled with a sweet perfume, the sweet fragrance. When Jesus poured out his life on Calvary, Earth and heaven were filled with the fragrance of his life. When the lady gave what was precious to her, it became pleasant to others. Isn't that amazing, eh? When we give all, it becomes pleasant to others. Whenever we give a God-honoring offering to the Lord Jesus, we encourage and bless others in the process. Not everyone is blessed by a God-honoring contribution, though. This is a waste, they said. Can you remember? It could have been sold and given to the poor. Matthew 26, 8, and also John 12, verse 5. But what the lady brought was not for sale. Did you hear that? It was for sharing, for giving, and not to be wasted at all. What is it that you need to give to him this morning? Whatever it is, we sacrifice in our commitment to the Lord. We must ignore the remarks of those who rebuke us and trust the Lord to see us through. There will be those who will rebuke your commitment, but you still continue to trust him and him alone. Let's notice here the power of choice. Mary could have chosen to follow what they said, to do what they said. The power of choice in this act of worship. Mary chose to do the right thing, to respond in the right way, to release a refreshing fragrance into the volatile atmosphere she found herself. She chose not to be distracted, not to be manipulated, not to be pressurized by others. Refuse to give situations and people power over you. Did you hear that? That's what Mary says here. That's what she is teaching us here. Refuse to give situations and people power over you. What have you given power over? You, you, you've given the situation more power? You've given people more power over you? It's not necessary, my brother, my sister. Mary chose to do the right thing. It's a power of choice. 
but we are not only faced with the power of choice here. As we think about it, well, let, let's, go, let's continue in terms of this, with the power of choice. I think of Moses. The secret of Moses' life can be summed up in one word, choice. He was the great lawgiver of Israel, can you remember? Moses gave us a set of moral codes which has affected every civilized nation on earth. But all this dates back to one word, choice. By faith, Hebrews 11, 24 and 25 says, By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin for a season. Choice, power of choice. Whatever it is that is happening in your life, I pray that the power of choice will be evident today. But then also notice the picture of rest. She sat at his feet. We see that in John chapter 12. Eh? What a picture of contentment. What a picture of rest. What a picture of quietness. What a picture of humility. It was the set, settling in attitude. Lord, I'm settled here for you. No matter what has happened, Lord, in you I, I have the settling feeling, if you could put it in those words, the settling in attitude of just sitting at your side and worshiping you, holding on to you. She gave her best at his feet. Have you given your best? She brought her burdens to his feet. Are you bringing your burdens to him today? She found a blessing at his feet. But then let's notice the preserving quality even of our blessings here. One thing not to be missed concerning Mary's experience is that the blessing returned to her own head. Remember as she blessed the Lord and her hair with her hair. Can you remember that? You see it in John chapter 12, eh? <laughs> came back onto her own head. Similarly, when we pour out our prayers, our love, and our attention to bless others, the blessing, to a very great extent, comes back into our lives and even that of our children. Isn't that amazing? That's why I say, bless others, my brothers and sisters. Bless them. Be a blessing to others. It comes back. The Lord uses the blessing that you've blessed others with, he uses it even in the lives of your children. Your children, your family's covered because of your faithfulness, your commitment, your prayers. Psalm 115 speaks about that. Eh? Comes back into our own lives and that of our children as well. This will continue to draw interest as long as we, it draws interest. <laughs> How do you like that? Eh? As long as we live here or hereafter. Continues. The tears you shed and the prayers you offer will come back to you. Continue to be a blessing. It will come back to you. Alabaster jars can preserve things for a long period of time without compromising the quality. Whatever you have been blessed with, 
has not lost its preservative qualities. Remember this. Unless you've totally, totally stepped out of line. But I want to say this, even if you've stepped out of line, the blessing still follows you. The blessing of your parents, the blessings of those who have been faithful, it covers us. Think of the many times that you failed miserably, but because of someone who have stood before the Lord for many years for your soul, and someone who's, who is dedicated to the Lord. Because of that one person, the family is covered. The family is covered. I can remember as a young man many times, you know, when tempted to step out of line, how the prayers of my parents covered me. So many times it was undeserved, but I was covered. That's why I say this to you as parents. I say this to you as family members. Even if you're the only one standing strong in the Lord, in your family, you are a covering to all of them. They don't even realize it. Some of them do. That's why we've got to be faithful and obedient. To the Lord, the blessing follows them and covers them. You cannot afford not to be faithful because you have others, loved ones who are precious to you. It's not even only that, it's even those, your brothers, fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord that you've been a blessing to and <laughs> you're, you know, they've also been touched by your blessed life. And this, I think of this woman here, we must remember this, never forget this. Your blessing, what the Lord has blessed you with, it has preservative qualities. And I talk about preserve, it's being preserved and also we are preserving and protecting others in the process. It's probably be a good discussion in a cell group, this, eh? You are a fragrance waiting to be released. It is never too early never too late to break open and release a sweet fragrance to the Lord and to others. And then I want to do the final point here. The gift he blessed with, that was the Lord now, was unforgettable. Unforgettable. Verse 6 to 9, Jesus came to this woman's defense. Can you remember then verse 6? And identified the value of her gift. The message of the story is to act while we have opportunity. Lavishing your love as a sacrifice to Jesus will be self-explanatory because everyone will soon notice your sweet aroma, your sweet attitude without you having to say a word. We need less talk and more actual living for Jesus in these days. Well, we know about artificial flowers. Eh? Artificial flowers may be very realistic, but they lack perfume. Isn't it true, Denise? <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you say yes? <laughs> but <laughs> is it, is it, artificial flowers may be very realistic, but, it, eh? uh, but they lack perfume. We do not need to argue or try to defend what we do for our Lord and Savior. He alone is our defense in, a in times of trouble. 
in times of challenges, at all times, he alone is our defense attorney. 1 John 2 verse 1 speaks about him being our advocate. Oh, I love that when the Lord is my advocate because I know when he steps out and defends me, I have no fear, I have no worry because it's a done deal. Isn't it true? And <laughs> that's what happens there. It's a done deal. But she received the greatest commendation possible from our Lord. She has done what she could, verse 8. Have we done what we could for him? Or have we only done what we would? Are we full-service Christians or do we serve our own selfish wants and desires on a daily basis? The choice is ours. But the time is short. What we do for Christ must be done urgently. Is your walk with Jesus trending more towards safety this morning? At the status quo? Or more toward what this woman did, namely radical devotion? This woman had not merely taken up Christianity. She had been taken up by it. She had passed the point of no return. Jesus was everything to her. He was worth everything she had. How about you? Have you taken up Christianity? Or have you been taken up by it? Only you can answer that, eh? Are you trending toward greater devotion or less devotion? Are your acts of service getting larger or smaller? Are you playing it safe or are you a threat to the enemy? Amazing thing about this unforgettable act of worship as far as this woman is concerned. It is more than 2,000 years since this incident and Mary is still remembered by this act. The Lord tells us the memory of the just will live forever. Jesus said that this woman's sacrifice would be spoken of wherever the gospel was preached. And here we are, two millennia later, still talking about her and her amazing gift of love in a place like Utenaik that is on the other side of the globe from the events that, where Mark's gospel was, was described. 21 centuries later, we are still reading about and learning from this woman's story. Isn't that amazing? Jesus' words are still being fulfilled today. I do not believe that there is anyone else in the Bible that has received such an astonishing affirmation of approval from our Lord as this woman. How can we play it safe in the presence of a king like this? How can we not give all for the one who gave all? Pour out yourself as Christ has poured out himself for you today. Pour out yourself. We can choose one of three things, and I'm closing and concluding with that. Three responses when we experience a broken world moment. We can choose the fight response. In other words, when I, we talk about the fight response, we choose to stay in the blame mode. 
It's everybody else's fault, but it's never mine. And yet I know it's my fault too, but I'm blaming everybody else and I'm fighting and I'm always ready in this, uh, in this uh, blame mode and this defensive mode, ready for a fight. But then we can also choose the next one, the flight mode. The fl you know, and this is through procrastination. I know I should do it, but I don't do it. Every time I'm faced with, with this challenge before me, I, I know what to do, but I say, wait, let's wait a moment before I do that. Sometimes it's just burying ourselves in our work, in our family, in our hobbies, etc., etc. We hide by ignoring the crisis. That's the flight mode. Pretending it did not happen. It, ha it happened. You can't pretend that it did not happen. We go around the pain rather than growing through it. Is that where you are this morning? In the process, we miss learning valuable lessons. And then the fi finally, the faith response. The faith response will always believe that there is a solution. Faith response sees the opportunity to grow and develop through this. The faith response choose not to dwell on the pain of the past, knowing that the one who is faithful will, will carry us through. If you take your broken pieces this morning to the foot of the cross, you will discover a new world of possibilities never seen or known before. It is your choice this morning. You either remain stuck where you are or you grow. Challenge to you here this morning is grow rather than get stuck where you are. Keep on doing what is not working that's getting stuck where you are. Or surrender to the Lord and trust Him to show you a different direction. Well, there's always grace, brothers and sisters, for all of us. No matter what has happened, no matter where we have stepped out of line, let's learn from this woman that we always have a choice. And let's surrender to Him this morning. Let's allow the Lord to establish whatever he longs to establish in our lives for his glory and his honor. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this woman, Lord, this lady who came out of the shadows, Lord, to worship at your feet, to give you all to give you everything. This morning, Lord, if we think of what you have done for us and what you have accomplished in our lives, we want to give you our all. We surrender everything to you. Have your way with us, Lord. Touch our lives. Use us, Lord, to be a blessing wherever we go today, wherever we go during the next week. Use us, Lord to make a difference. Thank you.
for always being there for us. We worship you, Lord. Amen.